Welcome to the City Podcast, a ministry of Ambassadors Church in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at wearethecity.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you are blessed by today's word. You're looking great today. You're looking great. Also, shout out to the newlyweds, Eli and Savannah, are in the house. Hey. They got married. I mean, they like I said last week, and I was talking about y'all, gossiping about you guys without you guys being here, but uh, like nothing like getting married in Pawtucket. No, we're getting married on the other side of the world. But man, it was beautiful, as are they, a beautiful couple. And man, like I said last week, and I say in front of them, there is no doubt they were made for each other. Someone say amen. Good to see you guys. Are you guys ready for a word this morning? Yes, shout out to Dennis, who's back. Also, we've missed him a little bit, a lot of bit. Man, he was in the hospital for a, a while, and we've been praying for him and just believing for a complete and total healing. So good to see Dennis back in the house, man. We've just missed his presence, and, and it's so good to see him and good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Take out your Bibles. I'm itching to preach this word to you because it is, it's one of those words that just preaches. Like, there's words that are like teaching, and then there's words that are like preaching. We're, and, and this one is just one of those words that preaches for days. Esther, Esther chapter 2 is where we're going. I don't know if I've ever preached out of Esther. I, I, I'm, I was preparing for this morning, and I'm like, wow, how have I missed? I don't know if I have. Maybe, maybe some of you remember a word. I don't remember my own. I don't even remember what I preached last week. No, I remember what I preached last week. But I, uh, I don't know if I've ever preached out of Esther. But Esther chapter 2 is where we're going this morning. Verse number 15. Verse 15. Also, thank you, worship team, for leading us in worship this morning. Thank you, Pam, for those vocals that are just always taking us into the heavenlies, uh, quite literally. Amen. And thank you for clicking going. I do love you for those of you that did that. And those of you that have not yet, you should do it. Esther chapter 2, verse 15. When the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter to go into the king, she asked for nothing except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who had charge of the woman, advised. Now Esther was winning favor in the eyes of all who saw her. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, we thank you this morning for who you are. Thank you, God, for this time of worship. Thank you for the stories of grace. Thank you for Jonathan. Thank you, God, that the man he was, he no longer is because of your grace. And thank you, Jesus, that this morning that grace is accessible to each and every one of us. We pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. The title of my message this morning is Winning Favor. Somebody say Winning Favor. Have you ever felt favor in the small things? I mean, I'm talking like the parking spot that opens up right when you pull up. Ever felt like that's the, fa you felt like that's just the favor of God. Packed, packed street, packed mall parking lot. And, and as you pull up, there's just that beautiful little car. It was almost like God reserved that spot for you. It's like that person was waiting for you to come so that they could leave, so that you could, I'm like, thank you, Holy Spirit. Or you find, you know, the, the money on the sidewalk, and you're like, praise God. You know, even if it's a dollar, I will take a dollar. Anybody with me on that? Or you find a five or a 10 or, or, a, or a 20. Anybody ever find a 20 on the sidewalk? All right, more. Anybody found more? 100? 50? 100? 100. I'm going to hang out with you, Gammy. Like, that, that's just, you, you know, you, you find these things, and, and, and it's like you, you feel like you found favor in the eyes of God. The parking spot, the, 
the, the, the, the money on the side. Well, ever ordered fries or something at the drive-thru and it comes with an extra fry that you didn't order? Some of you may call that theft. I call it favor. Or you go to BK and you know they serve fries and onion rings and then you order fries and it comes with a couple onion rings in there and you're like, favor. It's not theft, it's favor. Now, if you're getting like more change than you should have gotten, I would really be honest and go give that money back. I'm not gonna advise you about not, you know, theft isn't favor, you know, favor is favor. But, but favor is one of the, the highlights of the story of Esther. I love the story of Esther. Anybody with me on that? I love the story of Esther. To just give you kind of a backdrop about what happens in, in the book of Esther is this, is that there's King Xerxes who, he, he got mad at his wife. His wife was Queen Vashti, or Vashti, or however you want to say it. And, and they were having a party, and the, the, the king drank a little bit too much, and he, uh, it says he was, the Bible puts it lightly, basically he was drunk, but it says he had enjoyed his wine or something like that. And, and so he was with his boys, and, 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 and he says to his boys, I'm going to bring out my wife so you can all see how beautiful my wife is. And so he calls one of his eunuchs, and he says to the eunuch, go get my queen and, and have her come and stand before my friends so that my friends can see what a beautiful wife, a trophy wife I have. And uh, so the eunuch goes over to Queen Vashti because the queen had her own quarters with her girls and the king had his party with his boys and, and that's just the way they did it. So the eunuch went over to the queen's quarters and said, Queen Vashti, the, the, the king has summoned you. Come and, and show yourself to him and his men so that the men may see how beautiful you are and, and what a beautiful queen the king has. And, and Vashti said, no, not going to do it. And so the eunuch comes back, gives the word to the king and, and says, you know, king, the queen's, queen's not coming. She's not going to be, you know, just kind of paraded around the room like a trophy or like an object. She, she's not coming. Uh, and, 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 and so king, the king Xerxes said, okay, if she's not coming, she's not queen. And, uh, and so she was fired that day as queen. I mean, it says that the king was enraged that the wife, the queen, didn't come to the party to show the boys how beautiful his wife was. And so one of the instigators on the side came back to the queen, the king and said, you know what, king, you're right. You should fire Queen Vashti. She was no good anyway. Let's find you a new queen. Let's find you a new, let's replace her. And so the king, it says that the king delighted in that request. So, so uh, Queen Vashti is fired, you know, pack your belongings, you're done with this job. And, and then, you know, once the anger of the king had subsided, uh, another unit came and said, let's issue a decree to all of, of Persia and let's get all of the young virgins and, and let's bring them all to the palace and, and you're going to go one by one and you're going to see the one that you like and that one is going to be your queen and replace Queen Vashti. It delighted the king. That request was a good request, the king thought. And so they went out and they gathered all the young women. And then there's this verse tucked in there in chapter uh, two that says, but there was a man in Persia, a Jew named Mordecai. And Mordecai was taking care. Basically, he had an adopted daughter, the daughter of his uncle, and her name was Hadassah or Esther. And so Esther was one of the, the girls in the Persian land. And so when this edict, this decree went out for all the young women to come to the palace and to see whom the king would delight in, Esther, a Jew, 
went to the palace and, and, and she was part of this crew of young women that maybe, just maybe, they would find favor in the sight of the king and become queen of all of Persia. You know, this is a big deal. This is a big job interview. This is like a big deal. And so, you know, these women didn't just show up at the palace and walk into the king's, uh, you know, king's court and, and, and become queen. It wasn't that easy. It was a 12-month process of preparation to become even eligible to be a candidate to see the king. I mean, six months of oil treatment. Literally. Six months of oil treatment followed by six months of spice treatment. And it's not even guaranteed that you'll be selected. So all these women are, are in the palace and they're doing their six months of oils and six months of this and six months of that. And, and remember, among all the girls, there's a woman, a Jew, named Hadassah or Esther, and, and she's among this crew. Now, now, mind you, when the 12 months were up, the woman had an, every woman had an option to take whatever they wanted into the king's court. And so, you know, I, I don't know what they could take, but, you know, they, they decided what they wanted to take, and then they would have their moment. You know what? Next, go in, see the king, do whatever they did in there, and then, you know, the king would decide, if that would be the one or not. And they went through one after the other, after the other. And nobody, nobody pleased or found favor in the eyes of the king. Today, we're talking about favor, winning favor. What is favor? Favor is approval. Favor is approval. And so these women were seeking the approval of the king. But remember, there was a woman there whose name was Esther. And it says Esther didn't do what the other women did. She did the six months of oils and six months of spices, but she didn't take into the courtroom what the other women took with them. She had favor. And so what the other woman tried to work for, Esther simply had. And so Esther walked into the courtroom of the king, and, and the king didn't even need to hear Esther's voice as soon as he laid eyes on her, kind of like when I laid eyes on my wife for the first time. Praise God, getting points while preaching. There's just this moment where the, the, the king looked at, at the woman, Esther, and, and he didn't even know her name and didn't know where she came from. But he said, stop and send all the other women home. I found my queen. Without even hearing her voice, he takes the crown that had been on Vashti and puts it on Esther and said, I mean, this is weird, right? And says, you have become my queen. Man, I love this story. I'm going to be preaching on Esther for a couple weeks because I love it so much. Because let me tell you three quick things that I'll send you home better off than when you came in. Number one is this. What the other women had to work for, Esther simply had, because you can never compete with favor. You can't compete with favor. If you have favor, you have favor every day of the week. And nobody can compete with the one who simply has favor. Tell your neighbor, you got favor. You got favor. You can't compete with favor. 
What does that mean? I mean this, is that when we have been hand-selected, when we have been chosen, when we have received a grace upon our life, I believe that there is nothing and no one that can steal the purpose of God for our life. Now I'm going way beyond the story of Esther and the king. I'm talking about you and the king of kings. And I'm saying that you have been given a favor that you possess that's on your life. And so when you begin to walk in that favor, know that not even darkness can compete with the calling and the grace and the approval and the favor of God over your life. You are favored. Someone shout amen. You're favored. You're favored, and you can't compete with favor. The It didn't matter if the women did two years of oil treatment. It didn't matter if the women did two years of spice treatment. You can't compete with favor. And I want you to walk in that confidence to know if you are favored, that wherever you plant your feet, you have the approval of the King of Kings. When you walk into that job interview, you have the approval of the King of Kings. When you apply for that college, you have the approval of the King of Kings. When you walk into that doctor's office for that diagnosis, even if it's not what we wish it would be, you still have the approval of the King of Kings. You are blessed and highly favored, created in the image of your Father. You're blessed. You're favored, and you can't compete with favor. Isn't it crazy that all these women wasted a year of their life when one woman already had the favor? Isn't that crazy that what other people have to work for, you can simply walk into because you have favor? Isn't it amazing to know that when you are a son, a daughter of the Most High God, it doesn't mean we don't need to put in work. Remember, Esther did just as much. Six months of oils and six months of scents, whatever, spices. Just, but just because you're favored doesn't give you an excuse to be lazy. Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm going to get my PhD without even going to. It's like, Lord God, give me the knowledge for this exam, but I haven't studied, haven't paid attention, haven't showed up. I believe favor follows your effort, whatever you want to do. I, I was going to try to make it sound cute and tweetable, but it wasn't. So I just want you to know that I believe that, that, that when we work hard, God blesses. But favor is the advantage. Favor gives you the advantage. And, 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 and Hadassah Esther walked into that courtroom with the advantage of favor. But check this out, is that when you're favored, Everybody recognizes the favor. Everybody recognizes the favor that's over your life, the approval that's over your life. That's why I love verse 15 of chapter 2. It says that everybody, she was winning favor in the eyes of everyone, meaning Esther was well-liked by everybody. Everybody knew that there was something special on the life of Esther. And I, and I wonder, you know, when, when I walk into a room, when, when you walk into a room, when we are known by others, do people recognize that there is something special, something particular about our life? I believe that when we are given the favor of God, it's even recognized by those who don't believe in God. I believe that when we have the anointing, when we have the presence of the Holy Spirit, when, when God's glory is shining on our lives, 
there will be a notable difference that people will ask, what is the difference in this person's life? And so this points to the fact that we are called as a church to make a difference in our world, that we should be recognized not for our good deeds, but for the good deed of God's sacrifice for us on the cross. And when God's glory shines on our lives, that glory and that presence and that favor should be recognized. What happened to your shine? What happened to your, to your shine? What happened to that, that, that flame of, of, of passion that was within you for the things of God? You know, church, I believe that you are so called and so anointed that you can change lives single-handedly, that you don't need a pastor by your side. I believe that you are the royal priesthood. I don't believe that you need anybody else other than Jesus Christ to empower you to go out and make a difference and make disciples. And so I wonder, are we making a difference. Esther, there's something special about Esther, and that special thing was recognized by other people. Church, you know when you see somebody in public, but you don't know where you know them from? You recognize them, but you don't know where. And it's, you, you know, you're going through whatever circles of people that you know, and you're, you're like, yeah, I know you, but I don't know where you're from. I, I feel like that's what we have. It's like, when, 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 because there's a, there's a thing on the inside of everybody that longs for God. There's, and, and follow my train of thinking. Maybe this is a little bit far-fetched, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with it. You know, there's all of us, every single person on the face of this planet was created in the image of God. And so I believe that there is a longing on the inside of every human heart for God. And so when people see God in us, non-believers see God in us, I believe there is something in them that recognizes in us something that they need. Does that make sense? Folks, that is deep and that's powerful. I believe that lost people should see something in us that they know they are lacking in or missing. And that is that, that deep desire that we all came from God. And so those that have God are those that are showing to others that don't have God that I have what you need. So let me give you what I have. Because all of us were created in the image of God. So no one on this planet doesn't have the opportunity to know Christ. And so we are the ambassadors. We are those representatives that will embody the presence of Christ to those that don't have him. And what I love about Esther, check this, is that Esther was not from Persia. She was not a Persian young woman. She was a Jew. She was a Jew but she was in Persia at the right time, at the right moment. And so when she walked into the presence of the king, the king spotted in her something that he needed. And he was able to identify that. I believe even non-Christians have an ounce of discernment. Right? Yo, I wonder if that king was a Christian. Would he have missed Esther? I'm talking Christian. There was no such thing as Christian because Christ hadn't come, so don't be technical. I'm talking had he had faith in God, would he have missed it? I, I pray not, but I ask us, are, are we missing sometimes the will of God? I, I love that King Xerxes spotted in Esther something that he needed. And I believe that was a spiritual thing that was lacking, that, that he knew he needed her because she was special. But what I love about Esther, and this is my last point, but I might preach this for 25 minutes because this is so good, is that the difference about Esther, check this, are you ready? Ooh, this is so good. This is a revelation I got from God, and I'm like, thank you, Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbor, are you ready? 
is this. Get this. Get this. Why was Esther favored? Why? That's my question. Why was it that when she walked in, the king was like, I need her? Was it because she was beautiful? I don't think so. I mean, the Bible even says she was shapely, so she looked good. I don't think that was it. Was it because she had money? No, because the king had all the money he needed. Why was Esther favored? Esther was favored not because of how she looked. She was favored because of her blood, because her blood was Jewish, because she was part of the people of God. She was favored because of her blood. And so when she walked in, oh my goodness, when she walked into that palace, I'm telling you, there was a blood running in her veins that was her favor. And I'm saying the same thing to you. You are highly favored, not because of how you look or where you came from. You're favored because of your blood. I'm not talking Hispanic blood. I'm not talking Cape Verdean blood. I'm talking the blood of the lamb. That's what gives us favor. That's what sets us apart. That's what gives us grace. And that's what gives us the approval of the king of kings is the blood of Jesus Christ that runs all the way through my body. Check this out. Those other women were working for approval. Those other women were trying to gain the approval based on what they could do. Esther got the approval of the king based upon who she was. That's the difference between law and grace, is that the law will say, do everything you can do to get the approval of the king. Grace says, let the blood of the lamb run over your body, over your soul, over your heart, over your mind. There is nothing you can do to get the approval of the king. The only way we can be approved is to have the blood. And I'm so grateful today that even though I'm not a Jew, I'm a Gentile, and the Gentiles were welcomed in too. I'm so grateful that under Christ, it's not about what I can do, but it's about what he did. I'm so grateful this morning that I can walk into the presence of the King of Kings. He can look at me and see that the blood of his son is all over my life. I have the favor of God. I'm approved. And when you're approved, the pressure's off. When you have the favor, the pressure's off. The pressure of performance, the pressure of perfection, because the crown has been placed on your head. So don't try one more day to be who the law says you should be. Be who God called you to be. Know that you have access to the throne room of God based upon what Jesus Christ did for you. Everybody up across this place, I want to pray for you as we sing this song. I want to send you out of here better than when you came in. I want to send you out with a, with a knowledge, with a conviction that you are highly favored and approved by the King of Kings based upon the blood of Jesus Christ. The law says work for it. The grace, the favor says, live it. Church, as we bring back this song and as we close out this service,